You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. All right, well, David Zaharakis is waiting on for us, so we might move on and catch up with a dynamic Essendon midfielder who must be so thrilled with how things have gone in the back half, and yet I suspect frustrated that uh, they've still got a, a massive job ahead to make finals. But uh, it's all good today. David, thanks for joining us. No worries. Thanks, Alec. Well, tell us about last night, first and foremost. Uh, it took a while to finish them off, and probably in the end you, you could have won by even more, but uh, you, you were a dominant team for a fair bit of the night. Did it feel that way, that you would just have to push and push and you could finally get on, finally break them? Yeah, speaking of uh, accuracy, it would be nice if we can uh, start to actually get more goals and points on the board um, in the last <laughs> couple of weeks. But I think, um, yeah, I think over the last sort of three weeks, I mean, we've been dominating teams with inside 50s and... I think we've had about 60 or 70 more inside 50s than our opponents in the last three weeks. So on a positive note, like Dern was saying just before about being able to set up the ball when you're forward half and, and give your backs a chop out and give your backs a rest, that's been a massive focus for us to try and get in our forward line, get repeat stoppages or, or shots on goal and um, allow everyone to set up from there. And I think early in the year, our, our third quarters and second halves were our weak link. And, um, and getting this little run that we've had at the moment, um, our second halves have actually been our dominant halves. We've been able to run over the top of teams, so that's been a, a massive change for us. It's interesting that you mention that and make that comparison to some degree because, yeah, there, there's no doubt that was the criticism and it was based largely on evidence of what, of what you guys weren't able to do earlier in the year. How did you go about changing that? I mean, we know you can be damaging off half-back, but it's a hard way to win matches, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely is, and um, it was more just a mindset of um, we wanted to just be in the contest at halftime of most games and um, match teams in that area, which we which we were doing even at the start of the year at halftime. Was all right, most of those games we were losing, and I think it's more of a mindset now of um, we're, we're really happy with our midfield at the moment that we can we bat eight or ten deep, and um, so say like sides like Sydney and Freo and that that they have four or five genuine um, midfielders that are great midfielders in there, but. If we go eight, ten deep and guys playing their role each night, then we can just um, run over the top of sides and, and use our fitness and leg speed, which is what we've been doing in, um, yeah, in this little patch of form we've got at the moment that um, we do bat so deep in there and, and we can run on top of teams. Can I ask you, uh, uh, David, John looks like he's a little bit more malleable these days. We, we watched him coach at the West Coast Eagles. He was fairly yep. stiff in his, his make-up. I made mention earlier in the show that he's, you know, he's seen a few things that haven't worked for him, major things like the hooker move back last year, and then he's decided, well, you know what, better serve, uh, so, sorry, forward, better serve yep. putting him back in. He seems to be more malleable. And I'll let you in on one. He, he was a pugnacious, nasty piece of work. He always had to watch out on the ground. And he was a he was a mongrel, and uh, I, I take great delight in saying that I loved him as a player. But geez, a nice bloke off the ground. Is he more malleable these days and open for suggestion from the playing group? 
Yeah, he is, and that's um, I've always said that's one of Wish's uh, major strengths is relationships he creates with his players and, and the input he allows his players to have in the program and, and um, the way we want to play. And obviously, him and his coaching staff have the final say, but he gives the players a lot of input in um, yeah in how we see the team or um, how we see the weeks um, unfold. And um, yeah, Wish, Wish is he's great. He's very process driven. Um, nothing never looks too far forward as a lot of the media people have been saying over the last couple of weeks with his press conferences and that, but. That's all he is. He's very much process-driven about each week. And, um, yeah, he's jovial in, in team meetings, but then also just gets to the point about um, what we can do that, that next week. And um, he's been great for the footy club and obviously building up the culture again of this footy club over the last three years. Um, he's been outstanding in that role. What did he have in red ink on the board last night? Uh, in red ink? Um, it was just enjoy the game, really. That's, um, we obviously had the, have the things we want to work on, but... It was embrace the challenge. It was Friday night footy. It was Sydney. It was a it was a, a, been a great team for a long time, um, and it was really just embrace the challenge, and enjoy the game. We uh, yeah, obviously you enjoy footy when you win, but it's more about how you go about it and how your performances um, turn into those wins. So we've been playing good footy because we've been putting pressure on opposition teams. We've been out tackling opposition teams. We've been getting the ball in our forward half, and and I guess we've been getting our enjoyment out of that. So um, really, that's what that's what he had to say to us last night. So process and enjoyment, David. Where, where does making the eight now sit? Is it hard not to have a glance at other results across the weekend and work out well, what's our way in here? Oh, I mean, you're not human if you're not looking um, at the uh, at the board, or you're not a footballer, really. So we um, obviously, you know, you know, we, we know where we're at. Um, we know we have to keep winning to make the finals. We obviously made it hard for ourselves losing so many early in the year, but um, I think our last ten games were eight and two and. We've only lost to the sides that are, that are playing today, Richmond and Collingwood. So we're in some pretty good form. But, um, yeah, we do have to keep winning. Otherwise, we're, uh, we're out of it pretty quickly. But, um, as I said to you, we're, just, we're focused on the way we're playing. I think I'm getting annoyed at people saying it's a wasted season if we don't make it. I think we've taken massive steps forward this year, and especially in terms of the last 10 weeks, about our identity as a side. And we know that um, we're just a pressure and contest side. And, and if we get that right, then we can beat most teams on, our, on any day. And um, So I think finding that in terms of what this group stands for and the identity has been a massive positive for us this year. So have you found that as a playing group? This was one of the points that John put it forward that the, the players didn't know who they were. Have you found that uh, as a collective, as a group, or have, has there been sort of instruction to help you find it? No, I mean, well, I mean, you can argue a bit of both, but we've definitely found it as a playing group because... I think it turned in that Geelong game that we walked away from that Geelong game, which is a week after the Carlton loss, and we, we just we just sort of dissected that game about how we won that game, and it was purely just contest and the pressure we put on the Geelong mids, and uh, we didn't give them time and space, and uh, we were ruthless around the ball, and we just said, this is us, this is our identity as a side, and we have to be doing this moving forward um, if we want to go anywhere, and, um, and then it's just become a, a week-to-week thing. We just drum it drum it in every team meeting that, that this is us and um, this is what we want to do moving forward. So it's been a great mindset. It hasn't been yeah, really a shift, which we're just doing it better because we're now, we realise that that is what we um, we do well as a side, that um, people think we attack so well and um, all that kind of thing, but it actually comes off the back of our pressure around a contest and our intent to tackle and our intent to chase. David, Bob here. Congratulations on last night's win. You mentioned the pressure there. How, how important is Devin Smith to, to your side at the moment? Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing whenever you talk about it, everyone just brings him up, and um, it is that. It's the exact reason that he's, he's the epitome of it. He um, he drives it in team meetings. He he hangs it on blokes who they don't do it, but then he also 
um, backs it up himself, and um, I think he's the number one pressure player or number one tucker in the AFL. And um, if he's not leading our BNF by country, well, I don't know who is. So he's uh, he's a recruiter of the year. Um, he's just yeah, he's a little boy now. He's um, he's awesome. He gets around blokes. Everyone loves to play with him. He's one of those players that. You just know whenever you're around the contest, an opposition player has it. Um, there could be a chance for a tackle and a spill ball and a turnover. And um, yeah, he's been he's been awesome for us. Are you worried you'll miss him next week? He he had an incident last night where he just threw the leg out and made contact with with Luke Parker and didn't look great on the on the television screen. Are you worried you'll yeah, miss him next week against I the Hawks? Seen it, Bob. I'm not coming on him. I have not seen it. Oh, David. Um, <laughs> Come on, mate. You've been around too long for that. I'm not telling the company on. I legitimately haven't seen it. So, I'll, okay, um, we'll I'll send you a you clip later. on your phone. You can comment in a moment. <laughs> yeah, I'll comment in a moment. <laughs> I know, it's a, it's fair enough. Can I ask you about Joe Danaher? Um, are, yep. are you expecting him to come back? Um, to be honest, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm expecting him to keep training. He's been running and training and um, doing whatever he's had to do. He's obviously he missed a lot of footy and running. He didn't really run for a lot of weeks and just trying to get that groin area right. And um, he's back on the track in the last couple of weeks. And I think he's progressing well. Um, we don't really know as players sort of day-to-day where it's at. Um, Joey sort of comes in and he's with the physios and doctors sort of every day, just giving them updates and, and that kind of thing on it. So, I mean, yeah, if we if we end up to make a finals, we can bring in one of the best forwards in the comp. It'd be, it'd be great for us, but um, we don't really know. But we're just focusing on playing good footy. And Sean McKernan, before he went down, was, um, was playing awesome footy for us. And then Mitch Brown um, last night and, and his last couple of weeks have been great for us. So we've just had guys that come in and um, playing their roles and, and filling in that Joey Void, which has been great. Yeah, so you mentioned um, f- f- filling and playing your role and that you didn't see the vision. Can I give you one then? Can you beat the team? You, you mentioned how your form has been great. You lost to the two teams that are playing here today, the, the, I guess the informed two comps, uh, teams in the comp. Yep. Can you, are you confident if you make it that you can cause some serious havoc? Can you compete with the very best? Yeah, we definitely are. I mean, I think, um, as I said, the way we've way we've gone about it the last sort of 10 weeks, um, we know we can match it. We, we felt we played really well against Collingwood um, that game a couple of weeks ago. Um, we still obviously had a couple out there. Raz didn't play and a few others. And I think we, um, yeah, we played quite well that day against them. I think the Richmond game's the one. We uh, we walked away from that learning a lot about how really they play against um, good teams and how they set up well structurally behind the ball and, I think we just sort of fell apart in that um, area against them. So we learn a lot from that, and we know that um, the way we've, way we've improved from that game onwards, that if we make it, um, we, can, uh, yeah, we, can, uh, we can have a real crack at it. But, yeah, we do have to make it first, boys. Well, you do, and it's, it's, been, it's been thrilling to watch, and I'm, I'm sure the Essendon fans are delighted with the, the back half of the year, and let's hope it can keep going. We appreciate your time today. Thanks for joining us, David. No worries. Thanks, guys. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.